my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Today, we're going to be talking about my favorite marketing hack to get big customers. Hmm. So... You and I have, you've actually done this more than me. Um, one of my friends did this to actually sell a company. And I think it's a great way to generate big customers or go whale hunting. So if you don't have a podcast, you're going to have to start one. If you already have a podcast, great. What you should end up doing, and it's a really simple strategy, is you hit up all the well-known executives that you want to do business with. And you hit them up through LinkedIn because we see a higher success rate. And the majority of the people you message are going to ignore you. Some are going to say yes. But the people who say yes, they don't care about views. No one's like, oh, how many listeners do you have? What's your rating? You just hit them up and don't mention those kind of things. And some people will start saying yes. And then you interview them. You can do a 30-minute, one-hour session. You interview them, do your research, talk to them about different things that they do, how they see their customers, their product, their service, whatever it may be. Uh, also bring in your company, your viewpoints on certain things, so that way they get to know you. And at the end of the recording, you should ask them, oh, like, oh, by the way, you know, would love to see if we could help you out with X, Y, and Z, who's the right person on your team to talk to. And a lot of times they're like, yeah, this would be great. And they'll do an introduction to help you close customers. But we see this as one of the best ways to go whale hunting. You know, my team's been trying to push me to do a podcast with just CMOs and interview CMOs of like Procter & Gamble, Coca-Cola, et cetera, to just get more RFPs which isn't a bad idea. I just got to go through the ringer of setting it all up. And my buddy Jason Nazar sold his last company to um, Zoom Info. Yeah, comparably, he sold it to Zoom Info. And I was like, how'd you meet the Zoom Info founder? And he's, I believe he had a podcast with Entrepreneur or one of those platforms. So he set up a podcast. He just hit him up until someone gave him a podcast. He reminded me of something. And then he hit up all the people that he thought were either A, potential investors or good buyers of his company or partners. And he started doing interviews with them. And over time, one of the people that he interviewed was the Zoom Info guy. And that eventually ended up leading to an acquisition. So good for him. That's interesting. You know, Jason Nazar, I used to go like when I was like maybe 24 years old or so, he used to do these events and these fireside chats in Santa Monica. At a library. I used to go to them as well. It was at the Milken Institute. 
I thought it was some library or something. It, it could like. be like different different venues, but I, I went there and then like he had a bunch of people and he would just gather a community around you. And so you can do the podcast, but if you can gather a community around you too, yeah. that that's that's even more of a bonus. But this is exactly what I did with Growth Everywhere, now called Leveling Up, right? Um, but in the very beginning, that's what I did. Because I in the beginning, I was like, I'm just going to talk to marketing leaders and because there was no Tim Ferriss show at the time. It was actually Andrew Warner. He's the true OG of podcasting. Andrew Warner? Huh? Andrew Warner? Andrew Warner. Yeah, Mixer, yeah, yeah. Mixer, Mixer G. G. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he would do these long-form interviews with entrepreneurs. I'm like, I'm going to do it, but I'm going to focus on marketers. And I didn't know this, right? But it actually ended up getting clients for us. So for example, when I went to a, a SaaS conference in San Francisco, on three occasions, people were like, oh, podcast guy, right? Podcast, right? This is before marketing school. And I think we closed three deals from that, super short sales cycles. That led to, I think that was a little over seven figures in revenue, maybe 1.2, 1.3 million in revenue. They stayed with us for a very long time. And that's just an example of it working, right? And here's the interesting thing. We, we now, like last year in 2023, you and I, we did marketing school three times, I believe, at events. So that that's was right. cool too. HubSpot was one. Affiliate World Dubai. Yeah. And then uh, something else. There's another one. Your event, leveling up. Yeah, I don't really count that one, but like, yeah, but that, <laughs> that, that counts. That, that counts. That's three. That counts for me. Oh, you know what? I, I counted the Nathan Latka SaaS Open where we went. We didn't do it together, but we were like back to back with each other. Yeah. So yeah. But yeah, no, it, I think it's one of the best ways to get customers because you're dealing with your ideal buyer. And what's funny is people love being interviewed. You know, when most people hit me up saying, hey, Neil, do you want to be on a podcast? I never ask. You always say What's yes. your ratings? Or, yeah, you I always say, say yes. yes. Yeah. And what the trick is, is once you get a few good guests on, you then hit up other people and you're like, oh, I had Eric, I had Neil on. Uh, mm -hmm. And it lists out the people. I'm like, do you also <clears> want to be on? And most people then say, yes, your success rate goes higher and higher. But what we found is hitting them up through LinkedIn is way more effective than hitting them up through email. Hitting them up through LinkedIn, I mean, LinkedIn, Instagram, um, you could try TikTok, although I've never tried TikTok. Yep. Uh, but the social networks, we found a higher yep. success rate than if you hit them up from uh, an email. And even if your social profiles don't have a lot of followers, it's okay. We still see it working really well. You know what's interesting? Um, and we'll talk about this maybe this episode or next episode, but <clears throat> for the leveling up podcast that I do now, they're longer form interviews, like one to two hours, and they're all in person. So <clears throat> I was talking with the team yesterday, and I was like, you know, in some cases, like I had one yesterday that, or I'm, I won't share all the numbers right now, but we have we have a video that's doing really well right now. We have one guest that's doing really well, and the idea total addressable wait, wait, market. Which guest? Just Vivian too. Vivian too. Yeah, your rich BFF. Yeah, your rich BFF. I thought BFF was a cuss word. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, your BFF, the bicep. Anyway, so she's great personal finance, and like everyone, that total addressable market hits everyone, right? But the thing is, that doesn't necessarily help single grain, right? So it's like if you're gonna create content, sometimes it's worth thinking about how does this help your main business. And so to Neil's point, it's like, I would actually oscillate between having high powered CEOs or entrepreneurs or marketing leaders. And then, and I'll switch to the people that have like a large audience as well. I'll just keep switching like that. Right. Cause then that'll give a nice balance be between me, like growing the account more and then also getting people that I want to talk to on the business side. So yep. that's like a nice in between for me. Right. So you can do it how you want to do it. I'm just sharing. That's how I do it right now. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. 
I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Dude, you know what's funny? I was listening to your uh, Chris Dill podcast episode on leveling up. Mm -hmm. And he talks about Gary Vaynerchuk isn't doing as well anymore. But more importantly, in there, he talks about the democratization of social media, which is so true. Because if you look at YouTube, I have over a million subscribers. Mm -hmm. Subscriber count doesn't matter anymore. What a lot of these platforms did was they said, you have 100,000 subscribers or followers or a million we don't give a crap. Yep. What we're going to do now is we're going to judge you based on your content quality. If people subscribe, sure, percentage of your followers are going to see your stuff. But what really determines how good you do is the quant- the quality of your content. And if it's amazing, you'll do well. And if it's not, screw you. We don't care how many followers you have. So Chris then ends up making an example on your podcast. I, I actually baited him into it. Okay. So then <laughs> he was talking about Gary Vaynerchuk. And do you want to end up giving the example yeah. on Gary? So I basically said, look, and we love Gary, right? But I just said, you know, Gary's really not doing that well on YouTube anymore. He's doing well on other channels, but he, he used, YouTube was like the, his jam before, right? And then he's like, oh, yeah, well, that's, a, that's you did good with that, Eric. And he's like, I'm going to take that bait, right? And he's like, yeah, Gary V sucks now. He said something like that, right? Um, he's not getting that many more views anymore. And so... Um, and then he went into why, and do you, do you remember what he said? Well, he was talking about the democratization of content. And then he was like, look, whether you're a person making recipes or cooking, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. I, I don't know the exact example or you're Susie at home. He's like, is your content really that much better than Susie who's at home and is really putting in all her effort to making mm-hmm. amazing content? It could have been years ago, but now all the software and everything has made it easy for people to create amazing videos. So how much better is it in quality or is it even better in quality? It's merit-based at the end of the day. And like, there's a whole thing I have to say about merit in, in a second, but it's like, when you think about the TikTokification of, of social, it's like, like, for example, the Vivian video on TikTok, 4.7 million views, right? And then she's just like crushing it on my YouTube channel right now. She's crushing everybody else, right? Yep. Um, also, she's like, she has an inflection point right now. So the point is like, if it's good, YouTube will give you credit for it. YouTube's algorithm is always going to work for it. And just understand that the meta, like we talked about Sam Sulek before, the really jacked guy, for sure he takes steroids, right? Um, <laughs> but, but but he's got like three, four million views and he's just like a really relatable guy. He's driving like a Toyota Camry or something. Even if he takes steroids, he's still yeah. got the views. Yeah. Good and, for him. And like, he's just talking about working out every day, right? It's yeah. like th- himself, the content is interesting, 
Like, do you and I look that jacked? No. That's why we would be. Dude, what are you talking about? I'm more jacked than he is. <laughs> but we're not as jacked as Sam Sulek. That's no, I bet you if you combine both my arms and my legs, his arms I'd, are still bigger. And, you, and if you combine me too, it still wouldn't yeah. work. He yeah. is jacked. But his content is interesting. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at it, I was like, what the heck is he doing to get all the views? But yeah, it's like if you can make really interesting content that intrigues people, I think you are going to do really, really well. And, you know, it's the, the problem right now is not too many people are spending time creating amazing content. You know, um, Kevin Espritu, uh, Epic Gardening, do you know who that is? No. So he has, he has like a gardening website. So he started gardening during the pandemic and like he has this whole gardening blog, right? Um, he has three YouTube channels. Two have over 100K subs. One has over a million or so. And he he just started a new YouTube channel. Only like 12,000 subscribers, right? His first two videos, like 500 views, 500 views or whatever. And then he released ones like why YouTubers are quitting. 150,000 views, right? And he released another one on like the, the YouTube meta game, right? And here's what he said about the meta game. And he had a picture of Sam Sulek. It's like YouTube is cra- craving authenticity. Onto- Authenticity, authenticity now right and um that's why sam sulik does so well right and then the thing is what's interesting is the podcast that i do their stories yep they're being authentic like this is us we're kind of sharing our stories too dude and funny enough speaking about creating content that's authentic and amazing i put out a tweet the other day on the rude awakening for content markers in 2024 20, uh, and i break down how one number tells it all 94.29 percent so if you're wondering what that number is, we track over 7 billion keywords on Ubersess and Answer the Public. We also track the rankings for these keywords. So who's ranking in the top 10, top 20, top 100. We don't go beyond top 100. And over the last 30 days, 94.29% of the web pages that we track got no organic traffic from Google. Like just imagine that. 94.29%. There's billions of web pages. I don't have the exact number of web pages offhand, but I can get it. It, billions of web pages are not getting any traffic. And we're per- seeing that percentage get worse and worse over time. And when we surveyed 1,051 marketers, only 900 or 922 were creating content with either just AI or AI slash human content, which means it's not 100% manually written. And we see the number of pieces of content that people are creating increase because of AI, it's easier. But there's still only 10 spots on page one of Google. And if your content isn't authentic, doesn't have double E-A-T, which is experience, expertise, authority, trust, if it's not something that's unique and stands out, no one's going to care. You're not going to get the social views. You're not going to get the likes. You're not going to get the comments. You're not going to get the search traffic. You're not going to get the backlinks. The big issue in content marketing, whether you want to create text-based content or even videos, if it's not new and fresh or amazing, no one cares to consume it. Dude, you know what would make your reports 10 times more amazing here is if you show over time the graph, the 94%, if it goes like 95%, 96%, I bet you Elon would retweet that as well. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But like that, that would be really interesting. 94%, 94.29% is a lot. That's a lot of pages on the web that get yeah. no search traffic. That makes me not want to post anything. Yeah, but that's not visitors. It's SEO traffic particularly, yeah. right? Yeah, because some of these sites could get direct traffic or whatnot. Dude, these are web you know, pages. That's another good example. Like it's the same thing. You know, you know how I talked about how like Instagram Reels, TikTok, and YouTube Shorts is like a slot machine. Yes. It's like you just keep publishing. You don't know what's gonna hit, and it just, something just hits right. So you have to be consistent, but you have to keep leveling up your quality. Yeah, but the second thing is the most important part because if you just keep pushing and you're saying it's gonna be a slot machine, mm-hmm. when you have that winning coupon or coin. 
it won't come up if you only post crap because the way the algorithms work is they're like, oh, wow, your last 20 videos mm -hmm. or posts, no one cared about. So when you post the 21st one, even if it's really amazing, mm -hmm. it doesn't hit. So what you have to do is post a lot of amazing stuff and a lot of that still stuff won't hit, yep. but it'll do better than your non-performing stuff. And over time, when you then have that winning coin or coupon or whatever, you'll go viral. And if you look at what Eric's been doing on his YouTube podcast for leveling up, and I told him it this this morning, and I'm not trying to talk trash. I meant it in a kind, uh, productive, good feedback or comment. I told Eric his podcast is getting way better. Right. And yeah, the, the that didn't feel like talking crap to me. That what? <laughs> that didn't feel like talking crap no, to no, me. No, no, I know, but I don't want it, people to say that I'm saying like your podcast used to be crap, right? Mm. I'm saying like the quality has changed. And do you remember what you told me on when I said the quality is way better? Oh, yeah. The effort is way better. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And Eric himself is taking over a lot on the content direction yeah. versus having other people help them out or outsource. I'm not saying your team's not helping you, yeah. but you're taking the lead on it and yeah. it's made a big difference. If you look at my social posts, I've taken the lead on it yeah. and my social profiles have drastically changed. Even TikTok, yeah. I figured out how to get more traffic. YouTube, same. Yeah. Um, Facebook, still getting crushed there. Yeah. But the rest of the social networks are doing decent, way better than before. And, and we'll, we'll end on this point. I mean, we've been saying this for the last couple of months. Like if you want your business to grow, if you want your marketing to grow, you have to be involved. I think both of us, like even with this podcast right now, we're, re we're sitting in front of each other. We're recording. Um, we have Brad from recordeditpodcast.com. He's not paying us to say that, by the way. Um, but we it's actually like, pay him. <laughs> yeah, we pay, we pay him and he's sitting here. But like at the end of the day, we're putting a lot more effort into this. You can see we change the format. And there's someone on Twitter, I forgot what his name was, but he's like, man, the format's way better. I used to listen to episodes sporadically, but now I listen to every single episode. So thank yep. you for that. Hey, if you feel that way, leave a, leave a, leave a review as well. That's going to help us a lot. It's going to help us counteract. Uh, sorry for the bad ad load, guys. We fixed that now, and um, we'll take some five-star reviews. Goodbye. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.